What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered. I am very happy to have you here. And today I'm coming to you on a Wednesday evening, um, as I try to record on Wednesdays, when I really, you know, the weeks where I have my shit together, let's just say I record on Wednesdays. So I'm feeling good, you guys. It has been a pretty good day. Can't complain about much, to be honest. There's um, a lot of crazier shiz going on in the world right now. Uh, it's been a beautiful day, and I'm really happy to be recording this episode today for you guys. Last week on the podcast Instagram, I asked you guys for some topic requests that you want to hear about in future episodes and you guys gave me tons of ideas so I wrote down all of them and I'm just so excited now because that means more episode ideas more episodes coming but the one that I believe got the most thumbs up at least from what I saw in the comments was how to be comfortable being alone and also like the topic of living alone so we're mostly going to be focusing on living alone, but also like essentially how to be comfortable being by yourself, which I know, of course, you know, this year, this time, most of us probably have been alone with ourselves more than usual. Some of us may be going crazy. Some of us might've been thriving, but you guys definitely seemed to want to hear about this topic. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, you know, feeling lonely and how to thrive being alone and tips for living alone and how to feel safe and also just all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you guys know that, um, I like being alone. (laughs) I think I like it a little too much. I think I have some, um, built up stuff where I kind of push away things such as living with people. And I don't know, guys, I mean, I think it's very, I think it's good to be very comfortable and happy living alone slash being alone. But I also think, you know, sometimes, you got to let people in, right? So that is what today's episode is going to be about. I'm excited to answer you guys' questions that you had, uh, as we always do. And yeah, let's go ahead and just get into it. So with that being said, let's shout out our reviewer of the week. I believe her name is Meg because her username is MegJen95. And Meg says, I have loved Lindsay's podcast since it started, and I have been watching her on YouTube for years. Her and I are the same age, and I feel like I can really relate to a lot of what she talks about. I feel like we would be friends in real life. I look forward to every Monday morning. Lindsay's podcast is always paired with my morning cold brew. Oh, relatable girl. I drink cold brew in the mornings too. Hot coffee, it's not the life for me. We got to have a good cold brew. I actually had a really nice pumpkin cold brew this morning. I've been getting that a little bit. I I can't lie. Like that's one of my, that's one of my Starbucks basic girl weaknesses is not a pumpkin spice latte, but the pumpkin cold brew, she is, yeah. I really like her. So that got me going this morning. But anyway, Meg, you are the reviewer of the week and we will have another one next week. So make sure if you guys want to be shouted out as a reviewer of the week, you leave a quick review and we're pretty close to 500. So it would mean the world to me if you left one this week so we can get closer to 500 reviews. That just feels like a good milestone for me. All right, now it's time to get into our bops and flops of the week. So starting off with flops, I mean, there is really only one that I can think of to talk about today. And um, this situation will be developing because, you know, I'm recording this on Wednesday. You guys aren't going to hear this till Monday. So things will 
definitely be different in five days. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm sure if you guys follow my sister, Megan, you might be aware that they had to evacuate their home and there is a, well, there's many, many wildfires right now. I think we all know that, but you know, my sister had to basically just leave her home and get her pigs and dogs and everybody like she had to go through her house and pick out what do I want to keep? What do, what do I think should stay here if our entire house burns down? Um, so that's been, you know, just very, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what like my sister is going through. And all, all I can do is just be so, so happy that they are safe and they're okay. And they were able to get out. That was like the biggest relief. But yeah, I mean, I have no idea. The fire at this point is coming towards their, like it's in their, the exact town that they live in. It's like tearing through the town that they literally live in. So yeah, whatever happens regardless, like this is definitely a huge flop. Um, it's even more than a flop. I mean, a flop is just, you know, usually not this sad. So, I mean, I could go into it more, of course, but I know that, you know, of course we can't control things like this. It's going to be wildfires, but it's just, yeah, that's definitely what is the most upsetting thing of recent and this past week. And it just makes me put things into perspective. Like you never really think that that stuff's going to happen to you. It's just like when somebody like gets in a car accident, it's like a freak accident. It's like, I don't know. You never really think that that shit's going to happen to you, but it does happen to people all the time. So if I could turn this flop into any sort of a bop, it would be just be, you know, be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for the little things like literally having a roof over your head. This is uh, not a hot take that the world is fucked. And every, every single day there's more crazy shit that happens. You know, this is just another one of those, another one of those things to add to 2020, right? But um, just, you know, I think the only thing we can do is just be grateful for what we do have. And really all you can do in situations like this is just be there for the people in your life. Anyway, I guess I don't want to go into it too much because it's not exactly my story to tell. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it happened to me, Um, but just more like feeling for my sister and her partner and all that they've put into that house and just hoping for the best. I mean, who knows? Everything could be okay. Maybe the house won't get hit by the fire and maybe everything will be okay and they'll be able to go back. But I don't know. It seems like pretty scary right now. Anyway, you guys, I didn't mean to be a total Debbie Downer at the beginning of this episode. So, um, yeah, of course they are safe, which is actually, if you think about it, like the biggest bop of all time (laughs) that they were able to get out and be safe. So we'll leave it on a positive note there and we'll get into my bops of the week, which, um, personally (laughs) the past, um, week or so has been really great. I have had an amazing, amazing, like, I feel like it was kind of the last week of summer you know, it was like Labor Day weekend. That's kind of like symbolizes, you know, kind of the end of summer and it's already been cooling off a little bit here, like a teensy bit, (laughs) at least going down from the hundred degrees that it, that it was, who knows, maybe we'll get more of that. But anyway, my first bop of the week is hanging out with some, I met someone (laughs) that, um, I really like hanging out with and we've been hanging out like almost every day and it has been really, really great. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it for now. I mean, whatever happens is going to happen. Um, who knows what's going to happen? I'll, you know, keep you guys updated, but I think I'm going to keep, other than that, like, I think I'm going to keep it pretty 
on the low for now because it's so new and like so new. So, um, yeah, I just feel really excited because, you know, I don't know. It's just so true that like people just really come out of nowhere and it's always just when you're like, I don't know. It's just so random when you think about like the situation that is put in place for you and that, that like another person that you end up meeting to be in the same place at the same time. And I mean, it's not that crazy, I guess, but it's kind of crazy when you think back on shit like that. <laughs> anyway, that is like a big bop for the past week, you guys. I can't lie. And then my next bop is that I'm seeing my family really soon. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but yes, in about five days, I'll be with my whole um, immediate family, my parents, my brother, my sister, and then my brother's girlfriend, and then Megan's partner, Finley. Um, I'm going to be the only one going without a bay this year. But you know what, guys? I ain't even mad about it. I'm, like, so excited to just hang out with my family. We're going to Montana. We're staying in a cabin. We're going to be just, like, straight up um, in, on the on the water, in the woods. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. Maybe we're not going to be in the woods. We're going to be on a lake, I think. I'm almost positive. <laughs> and I'm so excited. So you guys know I am trying to, like, pre-record some content before I go, but there might be there might be some delays. I think I'll definitely be able to get the podcast up at its regular time while I'm away, but YouTube and stuff might be a little, a little quieter, but I will still be like vlogging while I'm there. Um, but I also, you know, will be on vacay. So just know if things are a little bit delayed, which I hope they won't be, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to be gone for like 11 days. So I, so I think I'm just going to get like a little behind with stuff, but I'll be posting on my Instagram. I'll be vlogging. So you guys can keep up with me on Instagram, living like Lindsay, but yeah, those are definitely some good bops of the past week. I just am really grateful for people in my life, my family that I get to... My, I only see my whole family once a year, so that's why it's really exciting for me to be able to see like everybody, like my brother, and just everyone all together. So definitely we'll be posting my Montana adventures on Instagram. But yeah, I just feel really lucky to have a family that's like really excited about getting together and we never have any like you know big drama and I just feel like my family's become so close honestly since like we not like that we weren't close before we've always we've definitely always been close and I've always been like close with my siblings and all that but I do feel like everybody being spread apart like me and my brother and sister all live in separate states and then my parents are across the country in Georgia so we just get so excited about being able to like come together and have this adventure once a year and I'm so pumped to go to Montana so I'm road tripping there um, with Squirtle it's gonna take me two days to get there it's like 10 hours away from where I live so I am starting my road trip on Sunday so honestly, when you guys hear this, I'll be like freaking arriving in Miss Montana. And we'll go ahead and get into our sponsor right now. Thank you so much to our longtime sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer. 
Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. And now let's go ahead and get into the episode. So let's talk about how to be comfortable being alone as well as living alone and dealing with loneliness. Also, you guys, something that I get requested about all the time is to make an episode slash talk more about how to make friends. And I do want to say that that was like actually my second episode of the entire podcast. So it's definitely an older episode. It was published in like February, but it's called like getting real about friendship. And I talked all about like friendship and feeling like you don't have friends and how to make friends post-grad and all that kind of stuff in that episode. So if you guys are interested in that and you did miss it, um, or you want to hear that, I'll link that episode in the show notes of this episode. If you want to go like bookmark it or check it out after this or something like that. And then also I was on my sister's podcast. I think it's the last episode or maybe the one right before that we recorded it like three weeks ago. And we talked about this exact same topic and we gave tips from Megan's perspective and my perspective on making friends in your twenties. So I did want to say like, I do get questions about this all the time and I have made an episode about it, but I know that, you know, some people might've missed that or just want me to talk about it more. So anyway, when I say being alone, it could be like being single and like be being alone, single and alone or whatever, you know what I mean? But I also am kind of just talking about like being at a phase in your life where you just might be spending more time with yourself than you ever have. I guess I am single and I am alone, but I'm low-key thriving, so I'm not mad about it. And I don't think anyone should be like, oh my God, this makes me... I don't think you should ever feel like, oh, like I'm single and I'm so alone at this time in my life. Like, this is so embarrassing. Everything's horrible. I need to have someone. I I need to live with someone. All this stuff like... Single and alone can be fucking empowering as hell. At least it is for me. So what I love about being alone is how empowering it is and how much free time I have for everything that I want to do and my goals. So this year, 2020, I've been more alone than ever, as I'm sure maybe some of you guys can feel that as well. And this year alone, I mean, I started my podcast. Um, That was something that I've wanted to do for years. I started that this year and I've kept up with it. You know what I mean? Like I've definitely made some empty promises in the past, especially back in the day on my YouTube channel where I would say, oh, I'm starting this new thing. And I like would quit. I would never follow through. I would say I'm starting like a new series idea. And like, it just would never last. I used to be so, so bad about that kind of stuff. But you know what? When I actually have the time to put into my goals and the things that I want to do, whether they be work related or not, um, just my passions, my interests, my goals, I actually stick with them. And I actually, you know, really want to do them because I have the time, I have the motivation, the commitment. And and another thing I love about being alone is the freedom. And it truly is like being, being single or being, you know, alone, living alone, being alone at any age, it, 
it's kind of the mindset thing of it. It's like, yeah, you can think of it as like, wow, I'm so, I'm so alone. I'm so lonely. And of course, loneliness is kind of a different feeling than being empowered, being alone, of course. So, you know, we're going to talk about loneliness, but, um, and it's not like I don't feel lonely at times, but I think that it's really powerful and also kind of really important to be comfortable with being alone with your own thoughts, with your, with just yourself and not having someone always there to like distract you from yourself. You know what I mean? And your thoughts. And, um, of course I know that some people deal with that better than others. And some people, you know, really don't enjoy being alone because they get anxious or their mind starts spinning or different things. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say, Oh, it's, it's so easy. Right. Um, it's definitely varies from person to person, but I do think that the freedom aspect of it is just so unmatched. You know what I mean? Like truly even just the simplest things, like being able to cook whatever I want for dinner every night and not worry, not have to worry about like making something for someone else. And if they're going to like what I'm making and like, that's just a really small example or being able to watch whatever I want on Netflix and not have to look compromise on a show with somebody that I'm with or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like there are so many pros, of course, I feel to being, being with somebody or even just having a roommate, you know, like either living with somebody or having a roommate or spending all your time with someone, but there are compromises you have to make. Like that person's time takes up, you know, parts of your time too. So what I try to think about and what I try to really like cherish about this time in my life where I am, young, single, alone, living on my own. I really just try to cherish those little things like that, like being able to go to sleep in my bed and nobody's snoring next to me. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I just, I look at like the little things now and I'm like... I just love it. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. I kind of feel like I trailed off there. But if you are feeling that, you know, single and alone type energy, loneliness, you really are over whatever it is being single, you're over spending all this quarantine time by yourself, you know, I, I would just challenge you guys to try and reverse your mindset a little bit and be like, you know what, try not to think. I know it's, of course, it's easier said than done. Most things are right. But I challenge you guys to change your mindset a little bit from, you know, the, oh, sad, sad me, poor me, like almost like this victim mindset to an empowering mindset of like fulfill yourself in the ways that you want that person to fulfill you. You know what I mean? If you're craving like going on dates or something with someone, go on dates with your friends, take yourself on a date. Like I know it's not the same, right? I know it's not the same, especially if you're like just, Oh my God, I'm so over being single. Right. But like, try to try to fulfill yourself in the ways that you want that person to like, ask yourself, what what do I want that person to bring into my life? And then how can I bring that into my own life? You know, it's not going to work for everything, right? Like you, you can't really cuddle yourself. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to say that this works for every little thing. You know, sometimes we just want physical affection. We want emotional support, whatever it is. We can look for that in our friends and family, of course, but I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard when you're in like that single and like, just fuck this. I'm over this mindset, but also make sure like you are putting yourself out there. Like you make the effort to actually like get out of your space and put yourself out there. Even if it's doing like really simple stuff, like taking walks, 
uh, taking bike rides, going to the store, like taking yourself to a coffee shop or something like that. You know, make sure you are kind of like putting yourself out there or even putting yourselves on, putting yourself on different dating apps if you're trying to meet someone. And if you're making the effort to do that, then you're doing the best that you can. You know what I mean? And other than that, it's just, it's just kind of patience. When you're, when you're single, when you're having a lot of alone time, you really, really, truly can feel so empowered by working on becoming your best self, whether that's your healthiest self, you know, focus on treating your body right and doing things that are good for you. Not only, not only for your physical body, but for your mental health, like do things that make you feel like your best self. Like if it makes you feel amazing every day to like get up and have your morning routine, have a little productive morning routine, and then like get ready and look all cute. Even if you're not going to fucking see anyone, like if that makes you feel like your best self, keep doing stuff like that. So do those things that make you feel good. I know it's, I know it's hard. We get into these like lazy slumps, especially the year of quarantine, right? Like a bitch wears makeup probably one day a week, but I swear that day of the week, I don't know if this is a superficial thing, but for me that day of the week where I like look cute, I like maybe do a little bit of makeup I put on earrings. I put on a cute outfit. Like I feel so good that day (laughs) because I just like the confidence, you know what I mean? That, that confidence is there and I'm not, I'm not going to be shitting on myself looking in the mirror, just like wearing sweats every day, which is fine too. I, I do pretty much wear sweats, you know, a lot of days, a lot of nights, but just these little things, whatever it is for you. So maybe that's what it is for me. That makes me feel I live alone, but I love like getting cute, even though I am not going to see anyone. You know what I mean? Um, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel better. And not only that, I mean, work on becoming your best self in terms of your career and what you, what you are working on and your passions and make sure also that, you know, you're staying social and you don't have to necessarily go out with people to be social. That's one way to be social, but another way that you can be social is doing zoom calls with your friends. If they don't, if they don't live close to you, um, you can do FaceTimes. You can call someone on the phone, set up a time to talk to your friend, your sister, your mom, your grandma, literally anyone. If you're feeling lonely, these are the things that are going to help and are going to get your mind kind of off of it. So make sure you're staying social in those ways. And kind of lastly, I would just say like, focus on what you do have instead of what you don't have. And I think that is so powerful, even just like a a gratitude list or just going through those things in your head that you are, that you do have instead of, oh my gosh, this is all the stuff that I don't have right now. Um, and Lastly, you know, this is temporary. You're not going to probably not going to be alone forever. Most things are temporary. So try to make the most of it. You know what I mean? Overall, I would say just an empowering mindset, like girl boss, I got this shit. Like she got her own house. She got her own car, that type of energy, honey. Like it is powerful. Be proud of yourself. You know what I mean? Even if you are alone, even if you are single, like bitch, you are killing it. Okay. And just remind yourself of that. Okay. Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about living alone, which I guess I've already kind of uh, talked about a little bit, but if you guys are looking for tips overall on like moving out alone, 
loan and money stuff and bill stuff and just actually talking about like moving in general, regardless of if you're going to be living alone or with roommates. I do have a whole episode on how to move out. I just talked about so much in that episode. So if you guys missed that and you're interested in, cause a lot of you guys tell me all the time, like I'm moving out to a new place on my own. What are your biggest tips for living alone? Which I'm going to talk about right now, but also like in general moving tips and especially like moving out on your own for the first time. I do have a whole episode talking about that. So once again, I will link that episode, the moving episode and the friendship episode in the description box below. If you guys happen to have missed those, hopefully they're helpful. So let's talk about loneliness and homesickness because it is real. And yeah, you guys, I remember I was so excited to move out alone for the first time when I was 18 and I moved out to college. It was so exciting. Um, but you know, I, I was thriving for a little bit when I got there. And then I do remember I had this period during my first quarter of college where I, I think I went home at like the five week period. So my quarters were like 10, uh, my quarters were 10 weeks long and I went home around like halfway mark. And I remember sitting at my kitchen table, having dinner with my parents and being home. And I remember, I don't remember if I brought it up to them or if I was just thinking it in my head, but being like, I already wanted to like quit school because I was feeling, I was like, I don't know if this is right. I was second guessing everything. I was like, I don't know if I made the right decision. I'm so homesick. I don't know. I I just was adjusting. And it's weird because I feel like I was happy. Like, I feel like it was so exciting that time in my life, but at the same, and I had so much going for me. Like I was kind of killing it at that point in my life. Like I was, my career was thriving. I had so many like blossoming friendships in LA. I don't know why I had that moment where I was really caught up in like, I don't know if this was right for me. I I just was homesick. Like that's the only way you can express it is like probably just, you know, missing my friendships and my parents and being the comfort of like being at home and all that kind of stuff and just adjusting. So mostly everyone goes through that. I mean, not probably not only going off to college, but something I think to understand about why we feel loneliness in the first place, especially if you are moving somewhere alone is think about it. Like it's like when you go through a breakup and they say that your brain has to actually take a few weeks to even adjust to just how completely different things are now as opposed to how they were. And I'm sorry, I'm probably wording that weird, but your brain actually has to adjust to a new space, um, a new place. You have to actually go through a few weeks of your brain adjusting to not being around those same people anymore. You know, if you were living at home with your family and your parents for whatever, 20 years, something like that, when you move out on your own and you're not seeing those people anymore and you're adjusting to being completely alone in your own space that you've never, a foreign place that you haven't really lived before, like that shit really takes some adjustment because think about it, like everything that you've known is different. So you have to, um, be gentle with yourself. Trust me that everyone, you know, will probably have an adjustment period because things are changing so much and it takes time to get used to new surroundings or 
being around new people or not being around the same people as before. So that's why I'm saying also like make sure you're making time. If you are feeling homesickness and loneliness, make sure you really are making that time like every day to try and talk to whoever it is, your mom or maybe your friend that you moved away from or whoever is there to kind of like make you feel a little more like you're at home, right? Whether it's like maybe you make a little routine where you cook dinner at night and you FaceTime your mom or you FaceTime a friend, get into this little bit of a routine with like, oh, this kind of makes me feel like I'm at home talking to my mom right now. You know, it's not going to be the same thing, but just giving yourself that like adjustment period. Now, someone asked me to talk about my favorite part of living alone. Okay. I think my favorite part of living alone is the comfort and knowing that like when I do come home after like a long day or maybe I'm in a bad mood, I come home and I just don't want to like talk to anyone or worry about like seeing anyone or socializing with like literally saying anything. I just want to like be quiet and be by myself. Or maybe I come home and I'm really hungry and I'm like in a bitchy mood and I just don't want that energy to affect anyone else. Like knowing that when I come into my space, it's completely my space. I don't have to look at anyone else's mess. I have complete control over what my place looks like and feels like and who I want to have over and I don't have to worry about like oh am I playing my music too loud or is my roommate going to be annoyed because I'm like blaring music in the kitchen right now while I'm drinking wine cooking <laughs> like I don't I don't know you know what I mean just like I can do whatever I want because I do live alone so once again the mindset of empowering so yeah that's probably my favorite part of living alone but uh some overall tips if you haven't lived alone before and you are newly doing it or you will be doing it at some point in the future, I think my overall biggest tips are, first of all, make sure you're making time to leave your space, hopefully every day, even if it's going for a little walk. Like There is so much power in um, just going outside and not even talking to anyone, but just seeing other people on the street. Like I can't tell you guys, when I first moved out on my own to my downtown LA apartment, like first time living completely alone, or like I would just be up in there alone all day and then I take Squirtle out into the streets of downtown LA and I would see, you know, probably 50, 100 people walking around doing their daily routines, whatever they were doing, work, getting lunch, take it, taking their own dogs on a walk and something about like just seeing other people and not even having to like necessarily talk to anyone, you know, it, it, it keeps you going <laughs> and it just helps you feel a little more connected to people, connected to the world. So, um, if you don't have a pet to be going out and walking or something like that, make sure that you are like, you don't have to do it every single day, but you know, make sure you are getting a little bit of time to leave your space, go out and get a coffee, go take a walk. Like I said, go meet up with a friend for lunch, go to a sit at a park and just people watch. I mean, people watching even is so fun. Like take yourself to ice cream anything like that. So that's one of my biggest tips is make sure you actually are making time to leave your space. Cause I know you guys, I straight up like will be in my house and I'll be like, I haven't talked to anyone in two days. Like some days I'll just be sitting here and I'm like, the only person I've talked to in two fucking days has 
like said words to out loud has been my, it's not even a person. It's my camera. It's my microphone for my podcast. You know what I mean? So it's very easy to be sitting at home all day and not have no socialization when you do live alone. So even like I said, calling a friend, FaceTiming, these things are great too. If you have friends where you live, have friends over. That is so, that can make your space feel so much more just like homey is even just having a friend over to, you can cook dinner together or having a couple of friends over, um, to watch a movie or just hang out. And once you get, once you get into that kind of routine, your place is going to feel less lonely instantly. And then another thing I would ask you guys to ask yourselves is the question, how is my time best spent when I'm alone? So I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of like, what makes you happy to spend your time doing alone? For example, is it like a little cute morning routine or a night routine that you cherish doing every day? Like my little morning routine is I wake up, I take Squirtle out, I come in, I make my coffee and I just, I make probably some breakfast. I write my little to-do list for the day. What am I going to do today? And I look forward to like waking up and getting out into the world for a quick second, like feeling some air on my face and then making my coffee. And like, that's part of my, you know, little routine. So that's something that I like doing alone. So how is your time best spent alone? Is it, you know, doing something productive? Is it, is it working? Does that make you feel really good to be productive when you're alone or maybe cooking or listening to music. So what makes you happy to spend your time doing alone? Like ask yourself that. And if you have to like write them down, write down the things that are instant mood boosters for you. For me, instant mood booster would be putting on some music and, or playing with my dog or <laughs> after a productive productive day, getting in my kitchen, pouring a glass of wine, cooking a nice dinner for myself, and then just like having a really relaxed night. Like that is stuff that I cherish doing alone. And I love having that like quiet time. So I know, you know, once again, that is the type of person that I am. I, I've always been a very independent person and everyone's not like that. So I don't want to give it, give necessarily advice for, oh, you guys are going to already be independent. So now let's answer some questions that you guys submitted on this topic. Thank you so much. If you submitted I'm sorry if I couldn't get tears. Once again, I did that annoying thing where I'm like, can't decide what I want to talk about until the day of. So I asked for these questions literally like an hour and a half ago. So if you sent one in after that, I'm sorry I didn't see it in time. Um, usually I like to do a 24 hour pretty much notice. So I'm going to try to get better about doing that. Anyway, the first question is, and I got this one so much. <laughs> what do you do when you get spooked in the night? LOL. Yeah, I got this question a ton. Like, what do you do when you get scared at night? Like, do you not feel scared? How do you feel safe? All this kind of stuff. It doesn't happen very often, to be honest. I think that that can maybe happen a little bit at the beginning of living alone, but you will get used to it. You will like adjust to probably not being like, scared. I don't know. Some people are definitely like that though. Like when I talk to some people about living alone, they're like, I don't know how you do it. Like I'd be so scared to live alone, but what do I do when I get spooked in the night? So yeah, sometimes I'll be laying in my bed in the straight up, like, you know, silence. I'll hear some shit like downstairs. I'll hear some weird, some weird shit. You guys usually, yeah. Occasionally I do get a spook like that. And I mean, you know, I have Squirtle, right? I have Squirtle. But what I do is, first of all, I try to calm myself down and be like, Lindsay, okay, you locked all the doors. What are the chances that somebody's actually in your house right now? 
and I don't want to sound naive when I say this, but the chances of somebody like actually being in your house or apartment are like, of course, not impossible, but very, very, very small. And I think a lot of times, um, we can freak ourselves out. (laughs) It's normal to do, right? But we definitely can freak ourselves out. So I usually will just turn on the lights. If I, if I get spooked, I'll usually turn on the lights and I'll kind of do a quick look through of my space. I'll go downstairs. I'll just kind of look around really quick. It's usually a little spooky. Uh, got, I got Squirtle with me. I make Squirtle come with me and you know, I try to just calm myself down and be like, okay, there's no one in here. Um, if anything, you know, bring your phone. You can call 911. Like, just, I don't know. I don't know if this is like horrible advice, but that's what I, that's what I do if I get spooked in the night. Next question is, do you ever find yourself not motivated often because no one else is there? So yeah, I thought this was a super good question and I, I do feel this sometimes. So I would say my days are either pretty productive and I feel good about it or complete like lazy day, just no, no motivation, you know, and it's normal and okay to have a balance, right? Like we're all going to have lazy days, but when I find myself, yeah, because no one else is here necessarily, I don't know if I feel more motivated. Sometimes I actually feel less motivated when other people are here. Like, you know, if you're in a relationship or you're living with someone and they're having like a really chill day. Like I know I'll kind of pick up on that energy and be like, Oh, they're having like a chill Saturday. I really want to have a chill Saturday and just like cuddle on the couch with them, you know, something like that. So it can work both ways, right? Like I do think that it's just about your mindset. And, um, if I, I do find myself not motivated sometimes, like some days, something just throws me off and I'm like, fuck it. Like, I just want to sit on my couch and like the other day, my, it was, I already had like a whole weekend of basically like having fun. Like my friend came into town and then I dropped him off at the airport like last Monday. And you know, you think it's a Monday, like maybe I should try and be productive. But for some reason, after I dropped him off, I was just like, I literally just want to like sit on my couch and watch euphoria from start to finish and not do anything today. (laughs) So that's what I did. But you know what? That's one of those days that I just didn't feel motivated. I didn't want to like get work done that day. And I was like, you know what? I can do my stuff tomorrow that maybe I said I was going to do today. Like nothing was super, super urgent per se. So yeah, you can find yourself not motivated for sure. Being alone. And of course, like you guys know, I work from home. So I do have to find that motivation. And I think the little things that make me find it are like, how good I feel when I do have a productive day and I don't have to do a million things in one day, but even just making little to-do lists, you guys like motivation for me is like making little to-do lists and trying to just, even if it's like two or three things that I want to get done that day and just doing it and not overloading myself. And then I will feel, you know, good and kind of planning out my weeks. That's another thing that I do. I have my planner and I try to look at my whole week and be like, what am I going to do on these days? Like I always record the podcast on Wednesdays. I always try to edit the podcast on either Thursdays or Fridays and different things like that. So if you are lacking with that motivation a little bit, you know, um, it's totally normal. Don't feel bad about having lazy days or days where you don't feel motivated, but try to do those things that maybe do make you feel a little more motivated, whether it's having your morning routine, your coffee, 
Um, or even just the feeling of like checking things off of a to-do list. I think that can be really motivating too. And overall for me, it's just like the feeling, like I said, the feeling that I get when I do feel like I have a productive day, I'm just like, Oh, I feel so good. Cause now I can, you know, make my dinner and drink my wine and have a chill night on the couch because I got so much done today. So try to think about how you're going to feel maybe after you get some productive ish done, but you know, be nice to yourself too. Okay. I did get one voice message so far at the time of recording this. I think there's probably going to be more that are sent in, but once again, I flopped at being, you know, timely with my ask for you guys of these questions. So let's go ahead and play our voice message. This year I'm just moving into a place by myself and I've always had roommates and besides my son, I'm living by myself and honestly, it's wonderful. I mean, the thought of paying for everything by myself was like super scary at first, but you just kind of make it work for yourself and not having to like worry about people being home with you and not having to worry about like cleaning up after other people. I think that's just been like super awesome and I would 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, I think it's a great time. I definitely prefer it. I mean, sad and lonely, but it's, it's cool. Sad and lonely, but it's cool. <laughs> the fact that it ended like that made me laugh, honestly. I always welcome you guys to send in your, your own advice to tell people in voice messages and um, your own kind of tips and things like that. So we heard from a queen who is living on her own well with her son and living on her own for the first time and seems to be thriving. Okay, I guess this isn't a question either, but she says... LOL, grocery shopping for one is hard. Seems like I waste more leftovers than eat them. <laughs> I can definitely relate to this. It is hard to grocery shop for one. You kind of have to be pretty strategic because it's like you don't want to buy too much that you aren't able to use stuff, but that definitely happens. Like I'm never really able to use like all of my produce. Like, you know, I try to use up everything as much as I can, but they're just life happens, shit happens. And um, I try to be pretty good about my leftovers and I try to just like strategically cook for like either do I want to like have this for lunch the next day and have some leftovers from dinner or do I literally just want to make this right now and like make enough for just like one serving so yeah that's something that you'll you definitely like adjust to um but grocery shopping for one yeah it's it's cheaper, which is good, but I'd say probably like start with less than you think you need. And then, you know, you can always go to the store and pick up a couple of things throughout the week if you need to. But if you buy too much to start off with, especially like, you know, fresh stuff, then you probably will end up like throwing things away and kind of wasting money a little bit. So try to be a little strategic, but of course it's going to take some some practice. Tips on how to feel safe, especially being a woman living alone. Okay. So of course it's going to depend on the area that you're living in. I would say, first of all, like before, when you're in the process of looking at places to move, like hopefully you're able to go and like tour it in person and walk around the neighborhood. And do you feel safe? Like ask yourself, you know what I mean? Like, you know, is this somewhere that I want to live? Um, I mean, I lived in downtown LA, which there's a lot going on there in general. I do feel like I lived in a safe spot of downtown, but you know, there's definitely like some 
not as safe feeling areas, of course. But I would say like, you know, of course, like keep your safety a priority. Try to move into a building that you feel secure in, that you feel safe. Obviously, make sure you're always locked up. Um, be aware of your surroundings. I would say that's really important too. Try not to walk home alone in the dark, just like that's an overall, you know, tip. If you can't avoid it, like try to go with someone or take an Uber home or something like that. Um, I do, you know, carry pepper spray on my keys. So I recommend doing that. Of course, if you are living alone, especially if it's your first time, that's one of the first things I bought was a little pink pepper spray that goes on my keys. Never had to have, never have had to use it, but just having it there overall, just like walk around in the area before you move somewhere and ask yourself, like, how do I feel here? Um, it can always be great to live in areas that feel more safe, even if maybe it's a little farther out of the city, but you feel safer. Um, sometimes it can be cheaper. So try to weigh out, you know, the pros and cons. I know that some people are just like going to always feel anxious about stuff like that. And of course things can happen, right? Like I'm not saying that things can't happen. Um, but just try to be prepared as much as you can. And just try, my main thing is just like, be aware of your surroundings. So as much as you can, like, I know I could be better about that. So that is probably one of the biggest tips. And also I think that like with time you will get used to, you will probably feel more safe, like just kind of getting used to living alone for longer. Like I, like I said, I've lived alone for five years and I don't even have these like thoughts anymore. Like I always feel super, super, super safe. Also, I mean, I do live in a pretty safe, um, city, but I do think that like time definitely helps with this too. Like I remember I was a little more like this, just worried about stuff like this when I first moved out alone, like downtown, um, the big city and me living alone, but try to live in a secure building if you can and always keep your phone on you. That's another one too. Like just in case you need a, you need to call someone, Oh, don't go anywhere without your phone. Um, and get a little pepper spray and, uh, be aware of your surroundings. And that's probably, you know, some of the safest that you could be. Advice on being alone with your own thoughts, especially when they are pretty toxic. I think you got to kind of get out of your head a little bit, which it's not necessarily easy, but try and just do things that get you out of your head a little bit. So focusing on something else, focusing on maybe something work-related or watching something or listening to music or FaceTiming a friend or reading. You can get lost in a book and that can help you kind of escape, you know what I mean, your thoughts, your world. Like kind of just try and, I'm not saying like try and get lost in something and avoid all your own thoughts. Like I do think that it's very important to like be in touch with ourselves. But um, if you really do feel like your mind is racing, I feel like one of the best things you could do is just kind of like call someone up, FaceTime someone, um, watch some YouTube videos, like get kind of just try and get your mind off of it for a little bit. Talk to a therapist if you really need someone to talk to, of course. Um, I think that that is very important to keep, keep up with your mental health. I think just realizing too, like we're all going to have those bad thoughts that creep in, you know, you can't really avoid those. And whether it's overthinking or worrying or being down on ourselves or anxiety, 
um, depression. Like these are things that we can't, you know, necessarily avoid. Like they're gonna, they're gonna come up. And I think just kind of being able to be like, you know what, it's okay to have these low moments. It's okay to have these low days. Like how can I make myself feel a, a little bit better? How can I get myself kind of out of this mind spiral? So like I said, whether it's picking up a book or having a self care night where you're in the bath and you are watching a movie or something, starting a new show or going for a walk and listening to some music on your headphones, just something to kind of take your mind off of, you know, the spiraling and what you're thinking about. Again, I know it's easier said than done, right? But that's probably, that's probably what I would say. Okay. And lastly, I recently just went through a breakup of a four-year relationship, and I was wondering how being alone is for you and how you deal with lacking physical and emotional comfort from others. I'm struggling with the lack of physical comfort. Okay, so yeah, I mean, so your body is probably still in that stage, like I said, of your brain and your body adjusting to not being around that person all the time, which it takes a lot of time, right? Like you're going to crave that for a while. It's going to feel weird to not have that because you had that person around for, like you said, four years. Just give yourself all the time you need. You will start adjusting over time. Trust me, you will start adjusting to feeling a little bit better, a little bit more normal as your brain is beginning to adjust to not like being around that person as much. How do I deal with lacking physical and emotional comfort? I mean, physical is hard because like I said, you can't really cuddle yourself. I mean, you can try, but it's not the same. Um, I won't lie. Having a dog, having a dog helps cuddling my dog and like sleeping with my dog every night. Um, he's eating his foot right now. Squirtle, why are you eating your foot? Physical is hard. Like I said, it's just going to take some time to adjust, honestly, because there's not, I do feel like there's not that much you can do to like feel the physical presence of someone without them being there. Right. Like, I mean, until that next person comes along to fulfill that need for you, I think, I definitely think it will get easier with time for sure. So just try to like, I know it's hard. Just try to be patient with yourself with that one. And as far as emotional, comfort. I, I feel like we all need at least one person that we can really confide in to talk to, talk to about almost anything. And this could be, this doesn't have to be a romantic partner. If you really need to talk to someone, you know, seeking a therapist or, um, you know, just talk if, if it's more just, you need emotional support, emotional comfort, you know, whoever it is, a best friend, a sibling, maybe making a, maybe making like a weekly FaceTime date with your sibling or your mom or whoever kind of, you're able to just like talk to things about. I know when me and my sister haven't necessarily seen each other for a while, we'll like, one of us will FaceTime each other and we'll end up talking for two and a half, three hours, just like catching up on everything. And after something like that, I always feel so good and so fulfilled and like, oh my gosh, like I just was able to talk about everything. Things like she's one of those people that I can talk to everything about. So I know it's not going to be the same as like confiding in a romantic partner, but overall, like reading this, I would tell you, you know what I mean? You were dating this person for four years and it, it is going to take that healing period and really try to just be gentle with yourself and focus on the things that make you happy. Focus on the things that get your mind off of like really craving, um, you know, that physical intimacy. I, I mean, it's not easy. It's not fucking easy, but you will adjust. Trust me. You will 
get used to it. Even just a month after a breakup, two months, like you're going to, I do feel like you're going to see so much progress within yourself. So try to stay positive and know that you're going to be okay. And I'm here for you. I wish I could give you a freaking bear hug right now. All right, you guys, I know this was a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I feel like I talked about a lot and I had fun recording this today. So thank you guys so much for listening, for submitting any questions, and I hope this was helpful. Feel free to leave me a review if you guys made it until the end and you enjoyed this episode. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes. And until next week, I'll see you guys then. I hope you have a great week. I love you so much and see you next week. Bye guys.